Welcome to the Tech Leaders Talk Show, where we get to speak to those on the forefront of the technology world on a personal level. We dive into their careers, some of the challenges they faced and how they've overcome them. Please help others find the show by rating us on your favorite podcast engine. Good morning and welcome to the Tech Leaders Talk Show. I'm your host, Ernst Pelser. Today we chat with Dinesh Agarwal. Dinesh is the founder of CyberDots and today we chat about companies and why they often fail with basic security practices. We also chat about presenting security to the board. Dinesh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Right, Dinesh, as always, we start the show with a, just a couple of fun quickfire questions. They nothing related to security, just um, it's just an opportunity for us to get to know you a little bit better. You ready? Yes. Yeah, I'm ready. Sure. Awesome, awesome. What was your first memorable holiday and what made it so memorable? That was my honeymoon on a cruise. And of course, it was a honeymoon. That's why it was memorable. <laughs> <laughs> and where did you go for that? There's an island near India. So we went there. It was uh, like Lakshdeep, which is near India. That's where we went. Ah, very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. What was your favorite cartoon character? Or what, who is still your favorite cartoon character? It is Spider-Man because it says with great power comes great responsibility and I still do believe very strongly in that. So that's my favorite cartoon and I have got very good memories watching Spider-Man when I was young. I still watch it with my son. Okay, okay. That's always good to know, to understand uh, more about people, learning more about people, especially with smaller things like this. <laughs> And uh, what's your favorite sports and why? I'm an Indian and like most Indian, my favorite sport is cricket. And my father also used to watch a lot of cricket and I also used to play a lot of cricket. So that has been my favorite sports all day. I'd imagine your son is into that now as well. No, he is not. He is mainly into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and music. So oh. that's a change. Martial arts. Martial arts is always good to teach uh, <laughs> younger kids. Teaches discipline, doesn't it? Yes. And then your dream holiday, whether you've had it already or whether you something that you're planning, what is it and why specifically that? I think that is still far away. Probably my dream holiday is going somewhere where no one disturbs me. There are no security alerts and I'm just sitting with my kids and my wife and with no disturbance, no connection <laughs> with anybody in the world. <laughs> That's what my favorite dream holiday is. I don't know when it will come, but... Hopefully it should come someday. Complete isolation. <laughs> yes. And then the last one is, what is your favorite thing to do when you're not working? I will say it's playing with my son. I really enjoy playing with him and it is very fascinating to see his growth every day. And I do believe we can learn so much from kids. So I really like, enjoy like playing with him. That's probably my favorite pastime nowadays. It's interesting, you make an interesting point there that we can learn a lot from them. Give us a little bit more context around that. I think the biggest thing that I see is kids always live in the present. They don't have any worries about past or future. And the other thing is when a kid gets angry, he is angry at the moment. After two minutes, he is perfectly okay. And I don't know when we will learn to be like that. I really wish that adults can be like that as well. That They just live in the moment and if something goes bad, they are they are angry at that time and after two minutes they become okay. 
that's a really good skill and as we become adult we forget that skill that's the most fascinating thing that i find about kids yes totally agree <laughs> Right, so let's talk a little bit about security basics now. When we, we had our sort of pre-show chat, one of the things that came to, to, you know, that we talked about is how a lot of organizations struggle to get some of the really basic security principles correct. So what are some of the things where you think um, organizations fail and why do you think they fail in those areas? That's a very interesting question. I think uh, as we are progressing, security is becoming more and more complex and because the threats are always growing, but I strongly believe that security lies in following the basics and keeping it simple. I can see that security is becoming more and more complex and that's rightly because threats are increasing, but my fundamental belief is that governance of cybersecurity needs to be based on clearly defined fundamentals. So I strongly believe that there are few fundamentals that everybody needs to follow. I will take an analogy with the human body. So for human body to work properly, we can say that we need good sleep, we need good nutrition and good exercise. I will say these are the fundamentals of having a good human body. If we say somebody doesn't care about good sleep and if he's having good nutrition and good exercise, he will not be healthy because we need all the three elements to be together to be healthy. Similarly. There are some fundamentals of security that needs to be there for an organization to work properly. So for example, like uh, last week there was a lot of noise around Australia being targeted in a sophisticated state-based cyber attack. And uh, when the AACSC identified that what are the key mitigating implementing implementation controls that should be there, they talked about basics. They talked about using two-factor authentication across all your remote access services and also they talked about patching all your internet facing devices and servers. That's essentially the basics that we are talking about. So when we talk about basics, we are talking about having right patching and vulnerability management, having two-factor authentication, ensuring that security awareness is there, phishing exercises are there and most importantly, privilege account management is there. So like most often because of so much marketing first in the market, People get fascinated by terms like AI, MI and all those things, but the reality is they forget the basics. But as I said, these are the basics. If if organizations concentrate on those basics, that's where the security lies. They should be focusing on basics and by following those, it will ensure that the threats are mitigated and controlled in a timely manner. Okay, so let's break that down a little bit. Okay, so let's firstly talk about what are, let's say, the top five security basics that you think businesses should focus on? Okay, so in terms of top five, my number one is patching and vulnerability management. The second one is going to be two-factor authentication. The third one is going to be privilege account management and password security. And probably the fourth one is network segmentation. And the last one is going to be security awareness around phishing and those kind of things. Now, these are not in the order of most important to less important, but I will say these are the five, probably the five most important fundamentals if I have to choose those. Mm, okay. And then where do you think the failure is? Do you, like you, you said, people sometimes forget, but do you think it's a case of forgetfulness or do you think there's other elements that's in play where organizations get it wrong? I think it is probably the market as well because as I said the security market is so complex and there is so much of noise out there that it's quite natural to get intimated by all those noise and 
by having those noise organization just get influenced by all the marketing out there and they forget the basics and the other thing is these basics are sometime i can say these are boring there is like for example patching there is no fancy stuff in patching it's it's pure hard work and management and sometime those things doesn't excite people or organizations so it's it's like again i i always like to whenever i compare security i always like to take a analogy with the human body like again with human body the exercising food those things are basics but still similar to the security market the human body market is so much fascinated by all those buzzwords and that's where people go wrong because they get they get just intimidated by so many buzzwords going on and they forget the basics hmm. okay okay so let's talk about steps that because you know not all organizations have a dedicated security you know personnel so you know let's break it down a little bit in you know basic sort of guiding steps that people can start taking to have at least some type of protection in place how would you break it down i think the most important thing is to first understand what your crown jewels are and what are the risk associated with those crown jewels because all of your security actions should be associated with your attack surface for example if your attack surface is very low if you're not handling critical information then you need to have a different kind of protection compared to a, an organization who is handling critical information so that's the first step first of all you need to understand your risk exposure and based on that you need to plan that what what are the mitigating controls that you need to have but again i will say have those basics in place start creating a program we should we should target those basics and like you should start working on those basics you should you should have those basics always in mind and what i can also do is i wrote a article which talked about 10 security basics probably we can share that with the viewers Mm. they can go through those that will give them a good guidance around what those basics are that you are talking about i i have quite a lot of conversations with with businesses i'm sure you come across this as well where businesses just feel like look we're not a big company why would we be a target um and they just feel like look they're not high enough priority for people to to be hacked what is your response to that type of comment i think that's probably the biggest misconception that we have got in the market organization think we are small and we are not the target but the reality is anybody who is an easy target is a target let me expand to into that statement so when a attacker is trying to attack somebody they are looking for easy targets if you are an organization and you don't have anything in place you will be an easy target for your attacker so they they will use you to spread their attacks further they might take control of your servers they might use those servers to attack somebody else but don't never be a easy target like security is never 100% no company in the world can claim that they are 100% secure even rsa has been hacked even nasa has been hacked but the reality is you shouldn't be a easy target that's what you should be focusing on okay and then so just kind of leading on from that is how would a small organization be able to justify the cost that goes with security to their business stakeholders and what what advice do you have for small organizations in that respect okay so when talking to business stakeholders i think uh, it doesn't matter whether you are a small organization or a bigger organization the biggest issue that i see is that when it guys are speaking to business people the stakeholders 
they don't use it, they don't use simple language they use a lot of jargons and like they just don't know how to speak to the business guys and a lot of time probably the issue is most of the IT guys they like to present in text based format while the board understand pictures numbers graphs so my advice is when you talk to the board use a simple language don't use a lot of jargons try to use pictures numbers and graphs to showcase what is your current level of maturity what are the risks associated with your current level of maturity and how to achieve the target level of maturity and then you present a plan around what is your roadmap to achieve to move from your current state to target state and other thing is uh, boards doesn't like surprises especially when it comes to cyber security they should know what can go wrong so as a as a IT person as a security person it's our responsibility to help them make a, make an informed decision and that can be done if you use simple language you know you use pictures numbers graphs and showcase them the picture like you draw a picture in front of them and that's how you should be speaking with them it's interesting you mentioned about risk uh, talking about risk because i think um, the important piece there also is, is about talking about business risks as opposed to security risks yes so my my advice is as a it person as a security person if somebody ask you what are your top 5 risk associated with the security you should know that answer you should know what are my top 5 risk if you don't know what your top 5 risk are you can't explain it to anybody else so that is the question that you should always know you should know the answer of that question always and if you are clear about it you will not have any issues talking to anybody else and you will only know the answer of this question if you have done in a homework if you know what your crown jewels are if you know what is the attack surface of those crown jewels are it is a very simple question but it does require deep thought and deep analysis mm-hmm. this is a pretty good segue to presenting security to the board now let's take a step a little step back and look at you know why what why is it important for the board to, board to be on board yeah why why do they need to be on board with regards to security a lot of time the other mistake organization make is they think security is is it's responsibility but now the the latest threat world that is out there we can see security is something which impacts organizations directly if organization doesn't take care of their security they can go out of the business so if a event can make you out of the business that's definitely 100% a board level discussion so boards needs to understand more and more that cyber security is something which can provide them a edge in the market and it is also something which can which can make them out of the market so it is of course 100% something which boards needs to discuss and they need to they need to know what their risk area is and what they are doing to mitigate that risk surface and i think with that is that any security program that is successful you know it always comes from a top down approach so i don't hardly ever see a bottom up approach work with an organizations so 100%, let's say 100%. Let's say that you feel you're working for with a company that that where the board isn't really then engaged from a security perspective. What is your approach? How do you how do you plan it out and how, you know what is your approach? What's your advice in that sense? So I think it is uh, as I said it is important to sit with the board, use simple language, tell them what are the risks associated with the business right now? What is the impact on the organization if you don't take certain steps, if you don't take certain measures? talk in terms of numbers so talk, when you talk to board tell them what is probably the business loss if something goes bad and clearly highlight the risk and then you tell them 
what is your plan to mitigate that risk and once you get a buy in from somebody at the board level it's really very it's like easy to make it like flow it down because now you have got the board level acceptance and as you say as you already said it is always top to down approach and i completely agree with that that it it flows from top to down if your board is aligned with your security program it it will always help you it will always help driving security in the organization it is not never down to top it never works like that you've got some really good experience in the industry you've worked for some some you know decent sized companies and done a lot quite a lot of consultancy so tell me about some of the challenges that you've hit and how how would how you addressed a lot of those challenges again from you know trying to get a, a board engaged within a security practice typically uh, if i have to mention the top two challenges the first challenge that i see is lot of time the it guys are taking care of security now the it person is so busy with his day to day work that he doesn't have any time for doing his security work it's not that these guys don't have the intention it's just that they are so much occupied with their day to day work and that day to day work is such a high priority that even if they wish they can't do anything around security so probably it is really really important that in an organization somebody should have responsibility of security and that person should be appreciated he should be having decent enough time to have something implemented around security if that, that is probably one of the biggest thing that i see that people or organization doesn't have demarcation between security and it they just feel that their it guys can handle security they can handle but they don't have the time sometimes even they don't they can't handle because they don't have the skills as well but that having the dedicated time is the biggest challenge that i see in the organizations and then the second challenge is around board again it guys lot of time doesn't know how to get their budgets from the board they don't know how to communicate with the board because again they don't talk to the board in their language they don't use numbers pictures diagrams when they talk to the board so i think there is probably i think it's a education thing there is a huge huge i will say there is a huge huge requirement in the market to educate it guys and security guys to speak the board language so how would you suggest you know those it guys address those two situations that you've just discussed there i think for the first one i understand like sometime the smaller organizations might not have the budget for a dedicated security guy but i will simply say even if you are a two team two team member organization in it you you dedicate some time for it person for security you probably define his care is right you say 50% of your care is are around security and make sure that there is somebody who is dedicated to security if you can't do it in house probably have somebody like you like you size as a service or use somebody outside in the organization and let him handle security for you but it is really really important that somebody is looking and handling security for you it might be somebody inside your organization it might be an external third party but if you are just re- relying on your it guy who is doing your day to day it stuff and you are relying on him that he will make your security better even if he has the ability as well as he wants to do it he will not be able to do it because he simply doesn't have the time day to day work is so much he will not be able to do it and uh, like we have already discussed a lot around how to talk to board so i will again say when you talk to like it is really really important to get your board on board with what you want to do 
if you are not doing that it's like you are playing in silos and you will never succeed board has to be on boarded with what you are doing and sometime you might be and it is also it is not one it, it is not a one way street it is a two way street sometime as a it guy or a security guy you might be having your own thoughts you might be having your own views but when you talk to the board they might explain you the business context because they know business context more than anybody else they might give you a business context which which might change your security strategy completely so it is important to sit with those guys talk to them in plain simple language understand their business perspective understand what risks they feel are the most important ones for the business and then use that strategy and use that intelligence to create your own security strategy it is both ways it is not that you you have to educate those guys you have to understand their business context and accordingly create your own security strategy i think going back to what you were saying earlier as well is like you know going going back to basics not to try and boil the ocean at once so that you can show the board that look you you you're doing the basics right you you're making progress between every conversation and yes. that will also help uh, boards build confidence within what you're trying to achieve yes of course like coming back to the basics like i will give you a typical example like when we talk to organization i have seen logging capabilities completely missing in a lot of organization they don't have any central logging capabilities they don't have a sim or anything like that and the and the reality is when an organization get breached or when you are under attack the first thing that the investigating agency will ask for is the logs a lot of time organizations don't have access to those logs and it becomes really really hard to investigate and help organizations again that is very very basic stuff but i see a lot of organization missing that so i think for if a organization has to start create a list of five or six or 10 basic stuff that you want to do and progress from there don't get don't get influenced by the fancy stuff out there make your own list of basics and if you have to if you have a limited budget then ensure that you know what your crown jewels are where is your confidential information stored and then put the highest controls around those crown jewels that's the risk based approach and gradually then expand from there Let's talk a little bit about compliance. So firstly, let's talk about, you know, the why you think compliance is important and exactly what compliance means to you. I feel most of the times compliance like PCI ISO those are like taken as mundane and tiresome tasks by the organization. My firm belief is that if we do compliance in the right way, it can be an excellent tool for IT security teams in a number of ways. like for example you can use compliance to get buy in from the management it is also a tool for security teams to get the budget that you have been always looking for and i think uh, you can also use compliance to measure your security on an ongoing basis we shouldn't be using compliance as a tick box that's what i feel my personal belief is that compliance is an art it's in science it is a science it is a tool which is which in the right hands and with the proper guidance can change the way security is driven in an organization that's what i that's what i strongly believe so what i'm hearing is that, you know whether your organization is has to follow some form of a compliance i.e. pci or whether your organization that doesn't necessarily have a strict compliance requirement you you still it sounds like you still believe that it's a great tool to use to be able to support your security program So you know compliance shouldn't just have to be for companies that absolutely require it but also companies who don't necessarily require it should also be using it. Yes so there are now there are two scenarios the first scenario is 
organization which don't need to comply with any standard i i still feel that they should they should use a compliance because when you use a compliance it it gives you clear guidelines and suggestions around how you should be programming your security strategy so always and it is not necessarily that you have to be tied to a single compliance you can use the best practices from a number of compliance and then the other set of organization that i see is these organization they need to comply with let's say iso 27001 or other compliance but they are they just feel it is a boring task and they just don't use that compliance to make themselves secure they are just using it as a tick box which is which is not how they should be using it if you do compliance right it can help you in number of ways so how would you suggest organizations to start with a comp- their compliance journey so i think uh, when you start with a compliance journey first of all it is really really important to get some quick wins so first of all i think it is really important to understand what is your area of compliance like for example what is your scope so because a lot of time organization when they start to implement compliance they take a huge scope and then they fail and that's the recipe for disaster when you start your compliance journey you should be focusing very very you should be very very focused around your scope it you should use a reduced scope to get the compliance done that will give you a good win and that will also help you in creating a set of best practices in a smaller area and once you get that compliance then you expand you should use those best practices to expand onto a bigger scope in the organization that that is probably one of the right ways of doing the compliance because as i said if you pick a smaller scope area the relevant scope area that gives you leeway to implement those best practices in a smaller scope which will which is easy and it that gives you a good win and once you implement those you have got your own learnings you use those learnings to implement on a larger scope larger area that's how that is that is one of the ways that you can implement compliance and i think that goes back to our conversation with regards to the confidence the board will have in your team with um with regards yes. to building a security program which i actually yes. think is is absolutely critical Dinesh, thank you very much for joining us on the show. It was very insightful. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Tech Leaders Talk Show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please help us by rating the show on your favorite podcast platform. If you do, send a screenshot to our host Ernst Pauser on LinkedIn for a shout out in the next episode. Please reach out if you have any feedback or questions.